Hey, it's a Rock and Roll Bedtime Stories bonus episode. It's Brian. And hey, it is Murdoch. Thanks for joining us. Your home for the rumor innuendo, sex, drugs, and rock and roll, and all the other things that we enjoy in life. Right, Brian? Well, we have gotten a lot of uh, letters, feedback, noise on the internet from you after our show uh, earlier this week where we talked about wrestling and rock and roll. Ooh. I knew it would bring people out. I knew that Ooh, we would yeah. hear from you. <laughs> oh, yeah. By the way, uh, rest in peace, Randy Poffo. Uh, also known as Leaping Lanny Poffo, who is Randy Savage's brother who passed away uh, last week. Oh, man. Uh, Leaping so, Lanny. Yeah. Leaping tell, Lanny. Tell me about Leaping Lanny. Um, he was a bad guy, but he was a very soft-spoken bad guy. And we all know Randy Savage wanted us to snap into it. Um, <laughs> yeah, he thanks, seemed like a very... That classically trained wrestler but he also pranced like a lot you know it's like savage would flex his muscles and lanny would would prance that's a difference i guess uh so when we were talking on the show about uh the roots of wrestling and rock and roll and their intertwining you know I think we landed somewhere that you might not have expected had you just turned on the episode, right? You you know now for the last 30, 40 years, an association of harder music being associated with wrestling. Um, but what we uncovered was this goofy uh, rock band from Louisville, Kentucky, and Cyndi Lauper really sort of brought the the two worlds together and so what we've gotten from you the listeners over the last few days are a lot of like oh but what about this connection and oh what about this so i just i just made a list and i thought we would run down some of these that people have have brought up for us to touch on are you ready for this oh yeah bring socket to me I'm, I'm gonna start with one straight down the middle for you and that is yeah. uh guys i can't believe with murdoch in the room you didn't talk about <laughs> That time, Kiss had their own pro wrestling character. Oh yeah, the demon. Yeah, yeah, that didn't that didn't go over very well. You know, sometimes sometimes I I saw Doc McGee in this documentary about Kiss, like as it was an A and E type of thing, and he said, you know, if you're going to go for it, you swing. If you're going to swing, swing for the you know, swing for the seats. Like that's the only way to do it. And I think that Gene Simmons just takes a lot of swings. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I think and that's a very, like, I think that's very fair in, in terms of explaining sort of why some of the Kiss stuff is terrible, but so much of it ends up working. Like I totally yeah, think that's it. It's a, it's a prolific amount of crap that they're that they're trying to you know Kiss coffins. Yeah. Oh. Um, oh. And he sees a dollar sign attached to everything. He being Gene Simmons. So I mean, those yeah. two things combined, I think make make for that. But yeah, totally. But your suspension of disbelief is completely blurred and messed up as soon as you're like, here's Gene Simmons' kiss makeup put on a guy who's a wrestler. Like, <laughs> that's not that's not wrestling, man. That's not wrestling. Uh, yeah, that they, they didn't do much with that character. He had to, he had to jump. That was 1999, and that was the WCW. Yeah. So that, it, it, that might have been a Bob Mould creation. Because that That's was around the time that he was writing for the WCW, which is interesting. Yeah. So uh, let's talk about another one. Uh, here's another one. I can't believe with Murdoch in the room, <laughs> you didn't bring I up. Be- I can't believe this is happening. I feel so embarrassed. Uh, Motorhead's Lemmy wrote not one, yeah. not two, but three different theme songs for yeah. Triple H. Yeah, for Triple H. Yeah. For sure. I, I, it's Triple H is the one that's in Blade 3, right? 
Oh, God, I don't know. With I've Ryan Reynolds? I think that's Triple H. Hey, have we talked about the time that we hung out with a pro wrestler? Were you? Were we working together at that time? I don't know. Which we got wrestler? this weird, we had to do a promotional gig with the WWE at one point. And oh, it was the it was the like the, the Irish guy. English, yeah, the I was it was his name Seamus. Seamus, yeah. And if yeah. I'm and, and everyone hit me in the face, like virtually hit me in the balls, whatever. Here, I think he became the mayor. Like, wasn't he the mayor of Knoxville? Like, there was a pro wrestler from the WWE at that time that became a mayor, and like that was just shocking. Like to a me real one? All. Oh yeah, yeah. So, but. And Seamus is spelled S E A. Is that right? S H S H E A M U S. Yeah, I, who knows? I can't Seamus. do any of this. Um, yeah. So, but anyway, it's interesting that there's things that Lemmy's done that other people didn't know. Lemmy wrote the lyrics for for Ozzy's "Mama, I'm Coming Home." You know, it's really. Like, yeah, yeah. And and man, you know, it's like we don't have Lemmy with us anymore, but like the guy was friggin' old because <laughs> I saw him on Dr. Drew once and they asked he said, Well, who would you say your influences are? And what would you think he would say his influences are, Brian? Oh, uh, I don't know. Black Sabbath? No. Elvis Presley, <laughs> Jerry Lee Lewis, Chuck Berry. Of course. Yeah. So it's it's like that's how old he was. He was a he was the elder statesman wearing like cut off like we wear short shorts and stuff like just <laughs> with the big mole. Yeah, he di- he didn't care, man. The the great thing about Lemmy is you really looked at a guy and you thought I buy that this guy doesn't give a fuck about anything but rock. Like right. there's yeah. there's nothing else that that guy is concerned about and I, it feels very genuine. Uh, speaking of somebody who definitely had a little more style. Uh, another name that got brought up was Alice Cooper. WrestleMania three. Do you remember this? Jake the Snake Roberts. Of course I do, man. I watched that shit. Uh, here, here's that a, totally happened. Here's a quote. Everything about that was great. <laughs> That's Alice Cooper on the, on the yeah. whole situation. <laughs> yeah, and that was that one was a big one too. That I think that was the Silverdome because they had over ninety thousand people at that thing. And what? the snake got in the ring, and his like Alice Cooper's snake like. Attack some, I don't know what they did with it. I mean, something happened with his do you, snake. Do you feel self conscious once we start talking about this? Like, you're like, once we get into the details of the actual matches, it's like, actually, let's just talk about something. Else. I, I really feel self conscious because it's so stupid. And like, I feel like I'm vulnerable enough sometimes, and I'm like, I just kind of let it go. I mean, I know there's, you know, these, this is about music and not about us. Yeah. But like, yeah when I start to feel vulnerable, like it's embarrassing and it's like, Oh, sometimes it's I don't fine. care. There's so you know. many people that love this stuff. I promise yeah. you, we are going to hear from even more people than we already have heard from about yeah. this stuff. People love it. So, yeah. uh, one thing also that we is a reoccurring theme, basically in everything that we've read and all the stories we've told about this intersection of wrestling and rock is that when people get backstage, get around, get inside the wrestling world, they're like, Oh shit, this is like, this is for real. And and there's an Alice Cooper quote from that WrestleMania 3 experience where he says, um, these guys were bigger than life. I respected it 100 times more after being backstage. So, I mean, it's yeah. it's an experience. Um, we already mentioned the Prince of Darkness, uh, Ozzy Osbourne. He's had quite a few WWE moments. Yeah, yeah. He was in like the second WrestleMania, yeah, I think. Yeah, two. <laughs> and and he was the guest host on Monday Night Raw for a while. 
and then they've he's performed on SmackDown, so like he keeps coming back because he's. I mean, that's a good fit. Again, you don't think Cindy Lauper as much when you think wrestling, but you definitely think somebody like Ozzy. Yeah, it's like, you know, it's like Ozzy. You know, you can't get like a heavy bill like Metallica stuck in with that. I mean, I guess everything's possible, but Ozzy kind of fits it with the the audience for sure, like spot on. Yeah, so he's he's been been on there too. Do we have a, do we have like another? I got one more. Or? I got one more that I thought we would cover, and this one, this one was is a little more in depth because I didn't I didn't know all the details around this, but we talked about on our episode um, about wrestling, our full episode. We talked about Bob Mould, a guy who was sort of an unlikely candidate to be working <laughs> behind the scenes in wrestling. I forget that Billy Corgan from the yeah, Smashing Pumpkins. He wasn't just involved. He wasn't just on the writing staff. He owned Resistance Pro Wrestling promotion. Yeah, and he did the stuff. Like he was the founder, he, and then he wrote was, the wrote shows. He wrote and produced it and everything because he thought everything else sucked. So he, yeah, that's why he started it. It's p- pretty amazing. And there's also this like heartwarming center to this story, which is that he has a brother with CP, right? CP and Tourette's or something? Yeah, he has cerebral palsy and Tourette's, and and he likes wrestling. And so he writes him into the stories, and lets his brother become a character in the in the wrestling. Yeah, and very. I mean, I've never seen it or read about it until I, you know, until like I don't know about a year or so ago, and I learned about Corrigan having this brother. It's a half brother, I think. And he's had him on stage before playing the tambourine and singing. So he's, he's done that too, which is, I mean, that's just like really sweet. Um, but yeah, so he started this thing, a uh, resistance pro wrestling, which I, I'd never got to see. I mean, I, you know, but, um, but so did Billy Corrigan, was he a big fan? So that- he says his favorite wrestler when he was a kid was Ric Flair. Yeah. Mine too. <laughs> was oh, Jerry Lawler. Was he your Rick favorite? Flair. Okay. Jerry Lawler. Um, and yeah, he says I was into it when I was a little kid. Um, and I am sure that Jesse, his brother was probably forced to watch it with me. There used to be wrestling on TV in the seventies that we would watch. And they were very larger than life characters, guys with names like the crusher and Dick, the bruiser and Baron von Raschke who played a Nazi wrestler. Do you remember that guy? I do, man, for sure. (laughs) Did he get destroyed? I mean, no, he just always, he was the heel, right? Yeah, he was a bad guy. Yeah, there was always a Russian guy. And then, you know, the WWF put together the Russian guy and, and the Iron Sheik. Oh, uh, the Iron like, Sheik. Yeah, we haven't even talked yeah. about the Iron Sheik and his Twitter account. That's rock and roll. Yeah, guy was a real amateur wrestler. Uh, and he, he flew to America. And Vern Gagne had to tell him, look, man, this is uh, it's a little different. So this is... <laughs> You know, I'm going to put you in the camp. You work out with the camp, and I'll show you how to wrestle. And he had to show him how to not wrestle. Um, you know, and he turned on that. I mean, oh, my gosh, guys. The Iron Sheik's Twitter account. Just take a look. He, it's like like after the Super Bowl last night, he probably tweeted, like, fuck Mahomes or, like, fuck the Chiefs. <laughs> like, that's just what it says. So do you think this relationship is going to continue? Like, wh- like, who do you think will carry this relationship between wrestling and rock and roll into the next 10 years? 
you know, I, I, I don't think it's going to continue to exist. I you, think you don't think that, like Maroon Five? We <laughs> Adam Levine in the ring? Like, we, no. <laughs> where I, does I this go? That, no, I think that just simplifying it and having less people involved in it to take a cut off the the top makes it easier. Well, it's but, interesting that it's going to not be a family business anymore. Yeah, at least in the traditional oh, yeah. sense, because yeah. you know I don't know what sort of cuts and you know rethinking will go on once that happens. Yeah. When I was a kid, I knew that Jerry Jarrett was the promoter. And then there were times when he wrestled, like it happened really? on TV or it happened like at the Mid-South Coliseum. And I knew when Jeff Jarrett, who like is now like, I think if he's ECW or TNA or wherever he is, I remember when he started wrestling, he wrestled at my freaking high school. And I knew that was Jerry Jarrett's son. Like, you know, it's like, and it didn't ruin the dis the suspension of disbelief for me. Like I just, it was a family business, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. And well, you know, one more thing that we haven't talked about in all of this conversation. One last letter is bringing up the cartoons. Do you remember the wrestling cartoons that happened? Oh wow, I forgot about those. Man, that brain cell is damaged. But yeah, <laughs> I remember that. I mean, at a certain point, they figured out how to commodify it all the way across the board, right? Like there were damn lunch boxes and stuff. Yeah, I had the big figures, like the foot-tall figures, and I had uh, Savage Ventura and uh, Nikolai Volkov, Iron Sheik. Yeah, I had I had about, I don't know, probably like almost 10 of those. And they're like rubbery ones that you could just like, you could they wouldn't break. Did you, you like just... throw them at each other and play with them, or did you <laughs> just set them on a shelf? No, I, I I never put things on a shelf. I I played with things. So there were there were very few things that I had that I could ever like, you know, hawk on anybody. So Right on. Yeah, except my uh Boba Fett ship that I had and I even had it through college and you open up the back end of it, the bay doors, the cargo bay doors, and you yeah. pull out the frozen Han Solo and one night at a party someone stole the frozen Han Solo out of it, and that really sucked. What? No. Yeah. How, what a like. You want to know what a dick move is? What I just said. <laughs> like, good lord. Uh, okay. How did somebody like jump into my bathroom, open up the the, the bay doors <laughs> of my my toy Boba Fett ship, up weight like five feet above the toilet to take out the frozen Han Solo? God, that is. That is just like the dickish thing ever. What an absolute piece of shit. Somebody, <laughs> somebody's going to burn in hell for that. <laughs> you will burn in hell, good sir. You will burn in Hades. All right. Yeah. That seems like a good place to end. If you want to get involved in this hellscape that is rock and roll bedtime stories, uh, please hit us up. It's we are the story guys at gmail.com, uh, the backslash rock and roll bedtime stories if you want to find us on Instagram. And thanks for hanging out. And until next time, what should people keep doing? styling and profiling and wearing alligator <laughs> shoes and Rolex watches and keep telling stories. Woo! Okay, hold on. I'm going to put this, I'm going to drop this in where we started talking about music because I remembered what I wanted to say. Okay. All right, one last uh, letter that mentions the, mu the a music connection to wrestling that comes via a cartoon. Do you remember the, the Saturday morning Hulk Hogan rock and wrestling cartoon? Yes, I do. 
Sorry. I'm so embarrassed. These are things. Do you remember the theme song? No, but I'm so ready. I can't stand it. It was Bonnie Tyler's Ravishing, written by Jim motherfucking Stein. What? Yeah, the guy behind Meatloaf wrote the theme song for the Hulk Hogan Saturday morning cartoon. <laughs> Did Bonnie Tyler say? Did oh, Bonnie what? Tyler say? Man. My, my, my brain hurts. That's that's a lot, man. Oh, my gosh. What should people keep doing until next time, Mark? Keep telling stories, Patreoners. <laughs> <laughs>